Hey, welcome to another episode of Who Asked You Tattoo. I'm Robia, and today we are here talking to Jake Carmel. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. So talk to me a little bit about you at first. Uh, what shop are you at? And uh, where are you? Um, I'm working out of Northeast Maryland uh, at Timeless Body Arts. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, Maryland. How, how is that working in the middle of nowhere, Maryland? I like it. Uh, I like kind of being away from everything. Uh, it's easier to kind of focus on what I'm doing and not like, I don't get distracted by things, I suppose. I, I can very much uh, understand that. I work in a small town in San Diego, but small town, we only have 40,000 here. So um, having those kind of small town vibes keeps you uh, out of trouble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, so how long have you been tattooing? Nine years. Next year will be my 10th year. And how'd you get into it? Just a little backstory. I don't need the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I got my first tattoo in a shop and I was just obsessed. I was like, oh, my God, like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, the whole vibe, just like everybody in the shop, what was going on in the shop. Um, I was like, this, I want to do this. So after that, it was like, whatever I had to do to get in, you know. Was it a difficult struggle? Oh, you yeah. In? Yeah. No, I went to many shops and they're like, uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, no, no. It's that persistence that pays off, huh? Yeah, I mean, I moved across country to get my apprenticeship. So I didn't. I ended up getting my apprenticeship in Texas. Originally, I'm from Ohio. Uh, but I traveled to Texas to get an apprenticeship. So I had to do what I had to do. It shows you, uh, it shows you how bad you want it, right? Oh. Um, it's something I talked to. I've had a few people ask me if I'll do uh, a podcast or episode on apprenticeships. Um, and this... This podcast really is geared more towards clientele, not yeah. towards aspiring tattooers. Um, but it's one thing that I always tell people, man, you got it. You better really, really want this um, or it's never going to work. Sacrifices. You got to make sacrifices. Yes. And scrub toilets while you're doing it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So um, the shop that you're in, are you uh, in a shop with like multiple artists? Yeah, there's I mean, a I, lot. Of I, I know you've got your TikTok, but I just want to have you touch well, upon. Well, in the TikTok, you only see two of us, but there is actually seven artists and three piercers there, so it's actually wow. a full shop. Yeah, it's that's a big shop. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, the people don't realize because they just see me and Bobby, but uh, yeah, it's actually it's it's a full shop. Wow. Have you ever worked in like smaller settings and different scenarios or have you always worked in bigger shops? Um, I've, wa- I've worked in a little bit of like everything. Like I've worked in big city shops. I've worked in small town shops. I've worked in open studios. I've worked in private studios. I've worked in shops that had booths. I've had, you know, ones that were open floor plan. I- I've kind of been through a little bit of everything. So right now I'm in a shop where it's like all booths. So I have my own booth. Uh, set up so I can like do my filming and tattoo and kind of have my own like privacy. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. I feel like it's easier for me to do what I need to do because we get a little crazy in there sometimes. Well, maybe it's kind of a good balance of having the camaraderie of a big shop and you can kind of go chat with everybody when you want to on your breaks, but then when you want to like buckle down and do your thing, you have your exactly, own Exactly, exactly. I, I like that a lot better. Yeah, I've, I've considered doing that maybe in the future because i i ran a street shop 
Then I dropped it down to just a couple of artists. Then now I'm completely by myself. I went completely private studio. Um, and I've thought if I ever decided I wanted to run a multiple artist shop again, that's how I would do it would be basically just, you know, separate rooms almost yeah. where everybody's got their privacy and can do their own thing. But in the main areas, maybe there's a little bit more camaraderie going on. Yeah, and that's that's really how we have it too. It's it's a lot of fun. It's probably the most fun I've had working at a shop. So I'm I'm very happy here. I plan I've had a lot of offers to go to other shops, obviously, but sure. If you can't match like what I have there, I mean I'm I'm staying put for now. Yeah, for sure. So um let's talk a little bit about what style of tattooing that you do. Um are you kind of a uh, throw it at me, everything artist. Do you have a particular style you like to stick to? Color black and gray. Talk to me about what you like to do. Um, I have ADD, so like, for sure. I couldn't just do one style. I've never been like, I want to be like incredibly good at this. Um, I've always just wanted to like have something different every day. Uh, it keeps me interested. It keeps me learning. I feel like I always have to adapt. I always have to adjust. So like, I don't really have a style per se. Like I, I, people ask me that all the time, and I'm like, I don't really have one. Um, even yeah. like Bruce Lee said, the best style to have is no style. I'm I'm with you. Um, I got a lot of shit for it. I'm sure you have too. You know, um, you know, stick one stick with one thing and get good at it. You know, like in the beginning when I was learning, you know, black and gray versus color, right? Um, you know, do color or do black and gray, and I'm like, but I don't want to do just color or just black. I want to do both. And, uh, and I'm a bit ADD too. I can't, you know, I mean, like one of, one of the guys I, I really admire is Phil Garcia, um, yeah. his roses, right? I love his shit. I don't think I could do it every day. Like I love roses. I, I, I fuck with roses, but I do, I, I don't think I could do yeah, them I'm too every day. Way too ADD for that. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, do you have a wheelhouse? Like, uh, is there, let's, okay. How about let's, let's do it this way. What don't you do? tribal <laughs> and even still i still do like you know some island tribals and stuff i mean it what don't i do superman symbols i don't do that shit uh bad omen for me it's just i don't know every time someone wants a superman symbol they can't sit for it so it's like how ironic yeah yeah so i just don't do those but like man I, it's it's actually kind of hard to answer that I, I don't know i do a little bit of everything like i guess like if you wanted a portrait of your grandma i mean I, like other than that, though, like, I'll do horror portraits and shit like that, but, like, I guess I won't, like, do a portrait of your, like, baby or... Loved ones? Yeah. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Uh, I'm with you on that. That's actually kind of where I, I draw the line there, too, a little bit, where um, I'll do faces, but I don't know that I'm going to do, like, your... Because, man, one lip quiver, and yeah. it ain't grandma no more, you know? Yeah. And, like, I don't want to have that conscience you know what I mean like, I agree I it's so important be like she's got like a Frankenstein chin you know like like I'm so sorry like I feel so bad <laughs> <laughs> so um so what about uh like walk-ins versus appointments uh, that kind of situation I'm sure as you've grown a little bit in your uh with TikTok and everything like going on there um have you had to go appointment only do you still do walk-ins yeah i don't do walk-ins anymore uh i wish i could but it's like there's so many there's so much coming in like i don't i just i'm 
kind of like I don't really have the time to like take a walk in like I, my time's already like invested in other places like I'd rather be prepared to like for me like I'm just like the older I get the more I'd rather be prepared for an appointment yeah instead of just kind of like whip it out slap it on I don't know um I work better that way I've always worked better that way I, I used to work in like a walk-in shop where I would just do whatever at any moment um but I didn't really do my best work so um I guess like every once in a while I'll probably take one, but for the most part, like you got to have an appointment. Yeah. I found the same thing. Um, you know, I think we all start as walk-in artists, right? Um, anybody who's, I mean, I guess there are some artists out there that are lucky enough to come into this industry nowadays and, um, you know, work under a private studio artist that that person is only by appointment and they come directly into the industry doing just appointment work. Right. Which, yeah. you know, kudos to them. Like, you know, I, maybe I'm a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. <laughs> Cause for some of us, you know what I mean? Like we had to be the turn and burn artists. You had to take the bullshit that nobody else wanted. You yep. had to do all the stuff to get good. The little shit, the, the tribal, the, you know, all this kind of stuff to get to the point that you could take, you know, appointments and really work your stuff out. But I found over the years that, uh, the, like nowadays, honestly, you can't get me to take a walk in. Yeah. <laughs> I really just, I want to take the time now to prep my piece. It's easier that way. You're going to get a better piece that way. I mean, yeah. some people are really good at it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, For sure. Can just like, I, I have a coworker who doesn't even do his drawing until the person gets there. Right. He waits. He's like, when you get there, then we'll figure it out. And I'm like, I can't, I cannot fucking do that. I don't have that in me. I would like, I don't know, my anxiety, my anxiety would be like, you know, I'm like, I got to draw, I got to set up, I got to put the stencil on. Like, there's so much time I have to do before I even get to tattoo. Right. Uh, I like to like have my clients show up. I'm already set up. The stencil's printed out, ready to go. Uh, Literally shave it up, clean the skin, get it on, let it dry get going like I'm, I'm, I'm like let's let's get this going um and then like we do videos and stuff afterwards um we usually kind of like back and forth like a couple ideas and or something will just happen they'll just say something or do something and i'm like oh man we gotta make this because that makes so much sense like the fact that you just said that works too perfectly so um it's a process like it's like but it's very it's the same every day it's the same so do you find like, you know, let's talk for a second. Well, let's dip into your TikTok for a second. Um, because I think it's, you know, really interesting. It's, you know, I do a podcast and stuff, but I don't really do a lot of, I'm starting to get on TikTok and whatever, but I don't do a lot of this like shorter stuff, right? Um, do you find now that you've been tattooing and doing TikTok for a while and you've got this big following on TikTok and it's been a huge success. Do you find that sometimes it's uh, an interesting balance to tattoo and TikTok all day long. I'm like still, I'm still finding the balance. I'm gonna be honest with you. The entire experience has been like sped up. Um, like my life moves so fast now by comparison. Like I, everything's just different. The game has changed for me. Like um, it's always finding a balance you know like between spending enough time on my artwork and spending enough time writing scripts and coming up with like the ideas and like researching and finding the right sounds and like I went from using not, not even using social media at all 
I didn't use it one bit. I was the guy who everybody had an Instagram. Like, oh, you do you get on Instagram? You get on Instagram. I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and take pictures of my food and post selfies. I'm sorry, but it makes me cringe. (laughs) Honestly, it makes me cringe. I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, when I got on TikTok, I did not even expect anybody to give a shit. Not only that, but my videos, I figured only tattoo artists would get it, you know, and there weren't any tattoo artists on the app at the time. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm just making stuff that's funny to me. I don't care if anybody likes it. I don't care if anybody sees it. And then one day just, it was, it took off. You were off it, to the races. Oh God. And, and every day, I, even now, like I, like people ask me, how do you deal with all that? I'm like, I don't know. Right. Um, sometimes I ignore it and like kind of push it out. Like in my mind, sometimes I'm like, it's fake. It's not even real. Um, those people don't actually exist. Uh, there can't be that many people have seen my face. I tell myself these little things. So that way I don't like, I don't know, because I'll get anxious. I'll get that many people see me every day. Right. People are watching me right now. Right. There are that many people that like that know my fucking face. It's it's very strange. Uh, right. Going out in public. Can't really go out in public anymore. It's a lot different. Um, does it does it help if you take your glasses off in public? I used to, that's why I did it to begin with. Right. I thought that there would be a little bit easier separation, but no, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to hide when you got fucking specific ass I mean, tattoos, right? It doesn't change that much. Right. I right. mean, really, you know, it, it doesn't really change that much. If anything, it almost gives it away more. Right. Uh, so. Because then they can clearly see the face tattoos and know which ones they are. It's honestly the neck. When they, they say that they see the neck ones and they're like, I, I do. Right. But, I mean. So. I didn't, I, I didn't expect it. So I'm just kind of dealing with it daily, like, sure. I, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. So like now in your, so in your daily routine, like I imagine like a lot has changed you, have you dropped down the amount of clients that you take so that you have more time? Has it affected anything like that? No, I feel like I'm working longer days now. So my actually like my time and my window to create is smaller. And it's also like, I do these at the end of the day. So like I'm having to get done tattooing and you know how it is. You tattoo for eight hours and you're like kind of fucking dead, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, um, I'm not doing shit after I tattoo, but eat and go to bed. I need to take about 10 minutes to like rewire my brain from that like tattoo, like on switch to now I have like my creative switch where I'm thinking about shots and like, how I'm going to get this idea off in a small window. Right. So then from there, even once I get that done, I go and I have to edit the videos. So I have to edit them all together. I have to get them ready for post. And that my post time is around 1030. So I get those posted off. And then after I get those posted off, now I got to do my artwork for not the next day, but the day after the next day or like the day after that. Right. So then I'm drawing till about 11, 11.30. Once I get done with that, I usually do all my chores. So I'm usually up doing stuff until about 12.30. Mm-hmm. Then at 12.30 is when I have like a cup of tea. I'll read a little bit of my book or like scroll and then fall asleep. Wake up, do it all over again. Right. It's, um, yeah, it's like. Are you creating. giving yourself some days off? Currently, no. I have times like i have you know i have times where i'll like be like i need to fucking chill but right now i'm just like 
I'm young. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't yeah. want to look back, you know, and be like 40, 50 years old and be like, I didn't do enough. Right. I'd rather look back and be like, I fucking ran myself dry. Like I did what I needed to do. I made the connections I needed to. I, I spent the hours working and really seeing where it was going to go sure. and, and giving it an honest go so that I don't look back and be like, you know, I was put in a really good spot and then just pissed it away. Sure, sure. Um, so no, I don't necessarily give myself too much of a break. Um, well, I will, I will, I will have no judgment for you on that. You do you. <laughs> um, uh, as, as somebody who's been around for a while, I've learned that, but I've got, you know, I've been around this industry for a long time. I have a family. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm on the other side of that spectrum. You know what I mean? I am, yeah. I am 41 and I have almost grown kids. I'm actually coming back into this now, now that my kids are grown. Yeah. So, so like, I ran ragged and then I took the time to raise a family and now I've kind of found this work-life balance um, that allows me and and fuck it. Honestly, like, like I didn't either back then I, when I opened my studio, I worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week, come rain or come shine without fail. And I did that for four years straight. So, and I don't regret it, honestly. Like, I don't look back and go, oh, I wish I'd read more. I don't. Um, I really, I'm glad I did because it got me to where I am today, which is a really great place. Exactly. And that's, you know, um, I want to get those things that I, you know, I have goals for and I, I, you know, I want for the future. So like, if I have the time and like the motivation and the drive to do it now, it's like, I, I just don't, I don't want to waste any time. Like I, every minute, every hour is like, it's crucial. Sure. Sure. I get it. So let's talk a little bit about, um, and I'm sure you've mentioned some of this in your TikToks, but let's talk a little bit on like the, the mellow side of like meeting clients, what you prefer, what you expect, what you, what your preferences are, meaning, uh, when a new client comes to you, how much of their input do you want? Do you want them to send you a bunch of images? Do you want them to let you have freedom? Do you want both? Are you collaborating with them to make their dream a thing? Or are you more wanting to put your spin on their ideas? Um, you know, lately, uh, with the influx of people, I'm, I'm getting a lot of clients who are, they, they've watched a lot of what I do. So they're very fucking educated you know like they come in at the right time with you know more than enough money with a snack you know like that like i i really kind of accidentally set myself up really well so it's hard to complain about my clients now sure versus back then because now they're they're so prepared i I, i'm assuming because they in fear if they don't want to end up as a video i'm assuming that's why they probably won't say that um but they work with me really well. And I, I, I prefer to work with somebody and not against somebody. So if somebody comes in with something that they really want, you know, I approach it like, okay, how can I do what they want and still push it in the way that I, I see it? You know what I mean? Like I really try to work with the people, especially budgeting too. Like it's, it's one thing that I'm, I don't know. I want to make sure that not only do they get the tattoo they want, but a really good experience as a whole, you know what sure. I mean? Um, so I, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm lucky now. Um, I've been through so much shit in the past, you know, nine years. I feel like I've gotten lucky enough now that people are just really easy to work with. So 
I'm lucky. You know, I'm real lucky. Uh, I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather work with them than against them. Well, I, I completely understand because, you know, for me, uh, and I'm sure, you know, you did your TikTok, you know, as a, as kind of a fucking joke in the beginning, right? You were just yeah. like, fuck it. Um, and it just so happened to educate people to the point now where yeah. you're no longer dealing with uneducated people. My yeah. podcast is a similar thing, except mine was super purposeful. I was fucking sick and tired of answering the same shit every day, just- right? Like, I just done, like, oh my God, like how, why am I still answering these same questions year after year after year? And I just got frustrated with that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to educate people then. You know what I mean? Like, then I'm just going to come out and be the one to say something like, hey, let's not do it this way. Did you know? You know what I mean? And, and come out yes. and educate people. So I'm with you now when it comes to like my clients show up and, you know, if they've watched my podcast and they've listened to what I've been talking about, then they're educated too, which is wonderful, right? It's the whole point. Um, and I think it's something that's really important in our industry, um, whether you're doing it in a funny way, whether you're doing it in a, you know, in a poke at people way, or if you're joking or whether you're doing it in a more serious fashion, getting our, getting the public to be educated on tattoos with how heavily tattooed our society is becoming, I think is super, super important. That's very important. Um, and it makes it easier. Every day people are turning 18 and they've been right. waiting for years to get their first tattoo. Most of these sure. kids are on social media. Yeah. They needed some sort of guideline. Um, and I feel like it's time to break the cycle because the reason why we have all these issues and the reason why we get the same shit over and over is because nobody's talking about it. They just yeah. bitch about it. Don't get me wrong. In my videos, I am also sort of bitching, You're about, bitching it. about it, totally. but I'm trying to package it in a way where somebody can look at it from the outside and go, I don't want to be that person. Right. It's funny, but I don't want to be that person. Right. I actually have a friend who's just like that, or I have a friend who does that. I don't want to be that person. So when they go to get their first tattoo or they go to a new artist or whatever, they're already going in and giving their artist a better like experience for the artist, which therefore is going to line them up to get a better tattoo. And that's where I think is very, very important to educate, you know, not only future clients, but kids that are going to want to be a tattoo tattoo artists you know we gatekeep a lot right the reason why is it's a sacred art it's not something we just give away but if if some of these kids are going to end up tattooing their friends and just getting a machine off amazon whatever they need to be educated they need to see that that's not the route to go and why and have it explained yeah absolutely i mean i think it's it's super important for people to understand like you know what, what you brought up is that this art is sacred it's not one of those things that you know, and, and, and no offense to hairdressers or estheticians. The difference, though, is the permanence, right? Yeah, um, we get lumped into these categories um, where we're like estheticians or hairstylists or this or that. And it couldn't be further from the truth, really. Yes, we're, we provide a service. That's about as close as it gets. So but does the waitress, the end, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but at the end of the day, what we do is so fucking permanent. Um, you know, I, I had a friend of mine who used to have a statement, which is a bad tattoo is nothing but a scar. And I'm not in the business of scarring people. So 
I, and I love that saying because, you know, when you really sit down and think about what it is that we're doing, um, and I was talking with uh, Sierra about this, Sierra Colt, um, about like tattoo therapy and things like that, uh, as we were diving into the deeper side of that stuff, um, you know, really how we affect people. When they walk out of the door, that tattoo is going to affect that person in some way, shape or form for the rest of their life. And we have now affected them in some way, shape or form for the rest of their life, whether we like it or not. So having that is, in my opinion, a really big responsibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a huge responsibility. And that's why our art is so sacred and why it is so difficult to get into this industry. Yeah, and it should be. Yes. It should be. Um, it should be. But we still should educate people. Like, we don't got to be gatekeeping at the point where people don't understand the importance of why our art is so sacred. Instead of just being like, no, you can't get in. Be like, this is why it's hard for people to get in. Absolutely. This is why Absolutely. it shouldn't be easy because it is a very sacred thing. And to teach somebody how to tattoo is like giving a piece of you away. Yeah. And let, and, and, you know, it doesn't always go good. Like people don't realize if you teach somebody, they could fuck you. Oh, sure. They could literally learn from you. And then a week later, after they're done with their apprenticeship, leave and go to somebody else's shop and say, fuck you. And all the time and energy that you put into you them put is into just gone. It's in the wind. It's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that scares the shit out of me. That's why I don't have an apprentice. Right. It's a part of the reason why I don't have an apprentice. I'm still well, learning myself. So like, I don't really feel like I should be teaching anybody. I've been in the same boat for a long time. I took on an apprentice of several years ago, uh, kind of like, uh, do I really want to do this? Um, and I, I've, I've actually apprenticed people to pierce. I, I was a piercer for almost 20 years. Um, and I got somebody through a, a full piercing apprenticeship, probably a decade into my career. Um, but once I started tattooing, I think I was tattooing probably six years, seven years, something like that. And I got talked into doing an apprenticeship with somebody. And I was, I still, I was in the boat that you're in right now. I still felt like I was learning. I still feel like I'm learning. Um, and I, I decided to do it and she was with it for eight months and she was about to start uh, tattooing. I let her start the first tattoo she had to do was on me. And uh, so the first tattoo she did, she actually got the outline on and then she got too nervous. So she had to like back off and whatever. So uh, within a month of that happening, she never finished the tattoo. Her boyfriend got real jealous. It turned into a real shit show and she fucking quit and threw away that entire year over a relationship. Of your time too, not just her Yeah, time, yes. Your time. Both of us. I was just, I was heartbroken for both of us. Because it's not just a job thing. Like people think that like apprenticeship is like, oh, but no, you care about that person. They become your family. Like yes. I literally have a family photo with her in it. Uh-huh. Like we barbecue together, we eat together, we live together, we drink together, we sleep together, you become not, like not, family. not live together, but yes, you literally, you, know what I mean? you literally do, you become and You're family. giving somebody a career path Yeah. for free. Yeah. For the most part. For the yeah, most in exchange part. for some energy of theirs. Well, and here's the thing is the energy that you're asking for is the energy that you need to have anyway to do this job. So what's fucking crazy is when you see somebody who's like, I don't want to do this or, oh my God, I got to clean the bathroom or, oh, I got to do the paperwork. It's like, dude, you don't even understand what the fuck that means. You don't understand what it means to do that paperwork for me every time. The reason why you're doing it is because you're going to have to do it every single time when you for yourself. 
the reason why you're cleaning the bathroom is so I can see how much attention to detail you pay. Because if you can't spot clean a bathroom, you can't fully saturate a color. I don't give a fuck what you say. Well, one thing I tell, I tell, I do have an apprentice now, but she's my daughter's best friend and she's young and she's got a long way to go. Um, She's, she's super young, but I've known her for many years and we are very much easing into the situation. But what I tell her is the reason I have her clean the shop the way that I do is because if she can't clean the shit, she can see, how are you going to clean the shit you can't see? Like bacteria with a tattoo. Because if you can't see something in your tattoo, how are you going to be able to do it? Right. And we all wear mom goggles at some point. I I still sometimes wear mom goggles where I'll clean something. I'm like, yeah. And then my roommate, who's much cleaner than me, will be like, dude, you fucking missed this and this and this. I'm like, it's the same way with tattooing. Somebody comes up to you and you're doing a tattoo and they're like, yo, that needs more black. And you want to be like, no, I, I, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) no they're telling you because that tattoo needs more fucking black right you know what i mean like they're doing you a favor actually so it's not easy because you have to take critique you're gonna get yelled at you're gonna get pushed to the brink of wanting to quit and the reason why is because this job will fucking do that to you yeah if you are not mentally strong enough if you're not the right type of person it will break you that's why not everybody tattoos for long it's either right. you're in it for fucking ever in your tattoo until you're in a wheelchair yeah. or, or you fall off. And then some, yeah, some of us, like, I never thought, I never, never thought I'd be a tattoo artist ever. It was not on my radar. And cause I had, I had my girlfriend growing up. Um, her dad is a famous tattoo artist. He's Gil Monty. Oh my God. And so I grew up, uh, yeah, I grew, I don't mention this a lot, but I grew up a tattoo maniac. And with Mark Mahoney and, and all those guys. Legends. Yes. Yes. But because I think because they were such legends and I was young, you know what I mean? Like I started hanging out there when I was like 13 years old. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really, you know, and they were younger too then, obviously. I mean, but Gil's still really famous at the time. Um, I guess it was just part of my Gil life. The it's drill. Of, it's Gil the drill. Gil the right? drill. Yes. Gil the drill. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I, uh, I think because I was just surrounded by it, it just seemed so very normal to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it was just where I was and they were tattoo artists. And then I went off and did uh, corporate America. I was a stripper for several years and then uh, went back to corporate America. And then, uh, and then eventually it was, uh, it was actually Sheila, the girl I, I grew up with is her mother, Kathy Monty, Gil's ex-wife, um, who asked me if I wanted to learn how to pierce. Um, I was one of those extraordinarily lucky people who was invited into this industry. Yeah, same. Um, And I, it doesn't mean it was easy. I still had to scrub fucking toilets like, oh yeah. 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 So, but because of all of that, um, you know, I, I came in, I, with, I don't know, I guess just, it was, it was just a little bit different for me growing up the way that that all happened, you know what I mean? And coming into this industry that way. Um, So it's really, it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting story to come from, I guess you could say. Yeah, no, and I feel like mine's the same. Like mine's real weird. Like I got, I just got lucky. Like the guy I learned to tattoo from 
his mom and dad were both tattooers. So he was like born into it. Yeah. He was born into it. And ironically, this is fucking crazy random story. Um, the shop that he used to own, okay? I met another guy on TikTok. His name is Matt, Matt Vaughn. He does tattoo content too, and he's gotten really popular for it in the same way that I did, but he does his own thing. I really fuck with him because he does his own shit. He doesn't just try to copy what I do and then, you know, get fans. Sure. He works in the shop that my mentor used to own. Crazy. What are the fucking odds of that? You know the tattoo I mean? industry is kind of a small world, though. It's sometimes. small, but it's large. Right, it's, right. It's so large, but it can be so small like that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we ended up on a, on a history tour. Um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, like how you're booking and what you're what you're doing these days. Um, so how far in advance right now are you booked? So I've tried many different ways. Uh, my best way and the way I'm sticking to right now is I book two months. I will book two months and then I'll wait till those two months are almost up and then I'll book another two months. I travel and do a lot of weird shit. And I, I have to like, you know, Jen has, signs me up for a lot of shit. My manager, for anybody who's listening, like my manager, Jen takes care of a lot of the stuff that I do um, and sets me up with a lot of shit. So I feel like if I were to book for a year, which I could, I could probably book for like four fucking years. Um, I feel like I'd have to cancel a lot of people because stuff would pop up. Um, so right now I book for two months and the way I book is so weird and chaotic. So like, tell me about <laughs> it. I right now currently, and this is going to be really putting myself out there am like booking mainly through my Instagram. Like I'll literally post a story and just be like, I I'm booking right now for April and May. <laughs> and what do you want to get? Um, because I have emails. I have four different tattoo emails. One of them is at 187,000 inquiries. One of them is at 48,000. One of them is at 10,000. And the other one's at like 4,000. The first one got so overwhelming that I started having anxiety anytime I opened it up. Right. Anytime right. I go in there, I'm like, oh my fucking God, I just can't. Because I have to cycle through people <clears throat> that actually want to get a tattoo people that want to just talk to me, then I get really crazy women in my, my emails. I'm like, sure. Oh my, oh my fucking God. So I got to go through <laughs> that. And then, then I got to find out what they want. And if it's something that's in the realm of like what I want to do, cause I'm trying to be a little bit more picky now just because yeah. there's so much influx and I can't tattoo everybody. Right. There's a time where I'm like, I could get everybody in. I could tattoo every fan, you know, no, I can't fucking do it. So right now it's real chaotic. I am working with a booking software that just came out and I'm going to be giving them a shot and I want to see how that goes. Um, Cause I'm still working with the fucking, the old school date book. Sure. I sure. walk around with my big old date book and I fucking jot it down. Uh, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I only gave up my paper date book the fucking middle of last year. Really? You really? I, 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 I am a pen and paper kind of girl. Like I really Same. like it. Same. It's very satisfying to me. And I think, so it took me a really long time to go from like, like, okay. So for those that don't know back in the day, the way we used to draw up tattoos was you draw up a sketch, you get a fucking tracing paper and then you'd get a light table and you'd put your tracing paper over your light table or over your original sketch on a light table, your tracing paper. Then you would do another I version. Cry. You then you would to clean it all up. Yep. And then you would do another version of that, then a final drawing. 
So you're typically drawing your tattoo, depending on the size of the tattoo, two, three, maybe four times. Yeah. And so now, you know, I finally have, it, it took me probably a two years completely to switch over from drawing on paper to getting into Procreate. I was public. the last one to switch. I, I think I, I'm with you. I was the fucking last one. It took me a while. Like, so when I, I would do small stuff on Procreate, <coughs> um, because I wasn't real comfortable with the drag of the pen onto the tablet, you know, different. it's, it's different. super different. Um, so I would do little things, but when it came to my more elaborate stuff, I would still go back to uh, tracing paper and drawing table. And then finally, slowly over time, I started, you know, picking up tricks and all that kind of stuff. But I, mean, I would say it was a good two-year transition from paper to tablet. Now, I, I can't even remember the last time I actually drew up on paper. It's been a few years. Um, but I still kept my paper dates. Um, so I recently switched over uh, to Square, actually, because they, they do all my credit card processing and they have that booking suite. Um, and I have to say, as much as I don't want to admit it, <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. It, I hate booking so much. Like, I, like it's the last fucking thing I want to do out of all this shit. I have to do in a day. I don't want to sit there and have to respond, take deposits, wait for you to get back to me on this date. And then I have someone else who takes that date instead. And then I got to tell you, Oh, never mind. That date's not available. These dates are, it's just like, Oh my God. I struggle with it too. I do too. <laughs> like, and I love, you know, this is why this podcast exists. Right. Cause I don't think people realize that that's a thing for us. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh. honestly, it, it gives me fucking anxiety. Have you ever like, seen those fucking complaints are like, why isn't my artist getting back to me? Yes. Let me tell you <laughs> why they're not getting back to you because it's not just. I just realized this the other day and I don't know how many people are willing to admit it, but the one thing about tattooing, it's a beautiful career and it's amazing. But the one downside it has, it has kept me a child in many ways. Right. And it's stunted my mental growth because I can fucking do things how I want. If I don't want to go to work today, I could message my client back. Hey, I just don't want to work. We're going to reschedule you. Or right. I could come in at 5.30 p.m. I could schedule my appointment at 5.30 p.m. and sure. not go in until fucking 5 o'clock. Sure. I can charge whatever it is I feel like is appropriate. That's kept me from kind of being an adult in a lot of different areas because I'm so free in the way that I tattoo. So something as simple as booking, which is one of the most professional parts of the job, seems like the hardest fucking part. Right. So why haven't I gotten back to you yet? It's not that easy. Right. You know? Well, I think, I think what it is for me, you know, I think a lot of us, and I think it's maybe easier for me to say, cause I'm a girl. I think there's a lot more, um, emotional shit that goes into what we do than we even want to realize or even want to talk about right and we don't want to necessarily acknowledge that to our clients because we don't want to seem as if we can't do our job yes. so like for me I know what look, here's one of the hardest things for me when it comes to booking I get a client now on my website it fucking just like on my book so if you go to my website there's a fucking video it tells you what to do it says here's how to book with me and here's what you do it says Read the, am I the right artist for you section? Most people bypass that. Fine. Okay. You didn't see it. 
on the booking form, above the booking form, it says, stop, please read before you book. Here are the things I do not do. Every, every fucking day, every day, I get emails <laughs> asking me to do shit I don't do. And, and here's the thing. I fucking hate rejecting people. Same. Fuck, I oh hate God. it. I, like, I, that's I, the I'd, I'd rather ignore you than be like, hey, I don't me want to. Me too. And, and I'm just getting to the point now where I'm like, look, if you don't hear from me, it's because I just don't want to reject you. Yeah, no, honestly, like, thousand percent. Because I've had people come back and be like, but I really want to get tattooed by you. And I'm like, oh, you are breaking my heart. Like, well, get something that I, I do. That I do. Yes. You know and what I mean? get it. Like, they don't realize too, a lot of clients don't realize. And I think this is, this is very fucking important to put out there. There is tears to this shit. Okay. There is levels to this shit. Not every artist can do everything. Sure. Just because you saw them knock that one piece out of the park on their Instagram doesn't mean they could do a portrait of your gam gam. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I get that you want to believe in everybody, but here's the thing is if you want something specific, go to someone who does that specifically. Yes. Go to well, someone who like just base level. If well, and here's want- another big factor in that, right? Like, so here's the thing. The reason I don't do certain things, it's not because it's below me. It's because I know that if I don't enjoy what I'm doing, I am not going to put 110% into that shit. And that's and the it's reality. Not fair to that's you. the reality. And it's not fair to my client. Like, I'm not going to take on a tattoo. I mean, I, I, you and I both, and most of the artists that I talk to, have the luxury of picking and choosing what we want to do. We put a lot of time in to get there, too. So yeah. why would I, like, I know if I'm t- taking on something that I don't enjoy doing, I'm going to sit there wishing I had taken on something else instead. And I'm going to charge you my $250 hourly rate and you're not going to get $250 in value out of me. And that is not fair to me or my client. Nope. And that's why I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do not because it's a shitty idea, not because I don't like you. It's right. because I don't want to give you a shitty tattoo. I want to give you something that is my best. Yes. And I, I respectfully can't do that with your idea. Right now, no matter how you package that, sometimes people are going to be like, that guy's a dick. Sure. He didn't want to do my tattoo. Or they come back with sobs, sob stories. Like that's the one, like if I say, you know, thank you very much for considering me for your tattoo. However, blah, 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 blah is typically how I put it. And they go, but please. And I'm like, oh, like, don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah. And I'm the worst too. Like literally, cause all mine are fans. They're not just like people that want to get tattooed. They're people that like fuck with me. Right. Right. You know what I mean? That are right. like, it's their dream to get tattooed by me. So you t- tell them no. Right. Is extremely hard. For sure. There, there's been times where I've done tattoos that are just not what I do because I can't fucking say no. For me, it's when it's uh, an existing client. Somebody I've been with for a long time um, and they want me to do something that I don't do anymore. I have a real hard time saying no to them. Yeah. Fuck yeah I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. So yeah, I think, I think that that's a really big one to shine light on. And I know, I know almost every single artist that is booking in advance and doing this kind of, doing this kind of work, custom work, that kind of stuff. I think we all feel that, right? Like that we all feel like we don't want to fucking hurt people's feelings. No, because we. But in order to have integrity, we have to say no. 
Yeah. And it's just like with any other business, you know what I'm saying? Like we have the right to refuse service. You know what I mean? And sometimes sure. you got to use it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to use it. Um, yeah. It is what it is. It's nothing personal. It's just like, I mean, would you go to Picasso and ask him to paint something he doesn't fucking paint? No, you, you wouldn't. Would you go to a doctor and ask him to perform a, like to ask him to build your house? Do dentistry? Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like, would you do that? No, you wouldn't because you fucking know. Would you go to a pizza place and be like, oh, do you guys make tacos? Can right. I get a taco here? Like, but no. I think that's actually a really important point, though. I think people don't fucking know. No. And that's the whole point of what you're doing and what I'm doing is to say like, Hey guys, just so you know, not everybody does everything. No. And, and, you know, don't make, don't get it misconstrued and get yourself a bad tattoo because you didn't really want to look, you just wanted that tattoo really bad. That's a really, that's a really tattoo shop on every corner. Yeah. That's the thing is most, most places it's getting so popular. There's a tattoo shop every other mile and there's levels to it. Totally. Every town's gonna have a every every town's gonna have a lower level shop and like a top level shop. You know what I'm saying? One that's not super expensive and then one that you know is quite a bit more expensive. Sure. You know, people pay like pay top dollar for their food or for their wardrobe. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that that's important to note. You know what I mean? Like, go to the right shop for the right thing. Um. One of the things that I've been bringing up a lot lately, uh, and I actually just did a TikTok on this, uh, was people who don't do their research. One of my biggest peeves is people who want you as a tattoo artist to do your best work. They want you to show up and be there and they really want you to put an epic tattoo on them. They want you to put your heart and soul into this thing, but they don't want to take the time to do the research to find the artist that fits them so they can find that super awesome piece for them. And that's a good point too. Um, it's not like as much as it is about the art, it's about the person too. Yeah. Like when you have an artist that like you really vibe with and it's like their art is on a level where you're at and you guys fit like this. Yeah. Then it's beautiful. It's sure. Beautiful because the moving pieces just move perfectly. They connect together. They know what you, they're going to get out of it. You know what they want. It, it's a much easier connection. When you got somebody, like, you might like their work, right? But if they're a fucking asshole and they're hard to work with, you might not get a good experience and your tattoo might not be what you thought it was going to be. Sure. Because they're, they're not the artist for you. And I like that you have that on your website. Like, am I the artist for you? Yes. And, and it's just like, I know this is going to sound weird, but like picking a girlfriend. Like, you know right. what I mean? Or picking a boyfriend. I mean, kind of. It's a relationship you're going to establish. It is a relationship. You are yeah. going to spend hours and hours and hours with this person. Do you actually fucking like them? Yeah. Are they actually like, do they actually give a shit? Because there right. are people in our industry that just want your money. Well, and I think, you know, do you experience this? Because I, I do. And I bet a lot of tattooers do. Like, I'm a real strong personality. I'm a really honest and really strong personality. I notice sometimes people get come into my studio, come into my space, and they are fucking clearly overwhelmed by me. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I and I have shut them down and I know they're no longer communicating with me. And I don't do it on purpose. It's just how I am. Um, 
And I know that they're not communicating with me in a way like they're like just saying yes. They're telling me yes, 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 yes. And so I know they're not really saying what they really think. So I end up backing away and going, hey, I don't think this is a good fit because I can tell that they're no longer holding their ground with me. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I'm like, maybe you need to find an artist that's a little less assertive than me. Do you do you do you ever turn down? Do you turn down clients? Because you can tell that the personality clash is going to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've even like fired clients because I just didn't like the way they talked to me or like treated me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, if Yes, I'm doing you a service, but the customer isn't always right. I'm sorry. Not in this industry. You don't, you don't know what the fuck we go through to make your tattoo. You see the end result and you go through a little bit of pain, but that does not mean you know that I spent days working on this design, redrawing it, going back to the drawing board, coloring it so that I can fucking be prepared when you get there that day. Sometimes I'll spend more time on the art than I actually spend on the fucking tattoo. I talked to people and about that, yeah. people don't realize that. Right. It's incredible. They think you literally just come there and you're like, ha ha, <laughs> didn't even have Here to you do go. nothing. Fucking magic you know sprinkles. I mean? Yeah, I, I don't even have to, I didn't even break a sweat. No, I broke many sweats to do. Yeah, this. you've been shitting yourself all morning. And and like, even like somebody comes in like, yeah, I want this on my neck. It's like, dude, do you know what I'm gonna have to fucking go through to get you to know, your neck? To get, do you know what I'm gonna have to put myself through to do this tattoo? No, you don't. And I feel like if people understood a little bit more of like one, the mental game, two, what we actually, the effort we really put forth to get to the end result. So like from start to finish where, you know, where we actually end up with this piece, um, then we're going to start kind of making an actual change in how people like pay us, tip us, appreciate us. Because here's the thing. It's like, we all have a little bit of diva in us because of the job that we do, but that sure. diva is only there because it's, it's not a regular job. What I do on you is fucking permanent. You have to have ultimate trust in me and I have to have ultimate trust in myself and my abilities and the, the, the time it took me to get to this point. So if I'm like, I want this much for it, I don't want someone to be like, well, I don't know. You know, like <laughs> I could get it from J Jerry up the road. I mean, he'd do it for 150 bucks. It's like, what do you do with your throat? Go to Jerry. Go to Jerry. <laughs> Go to Jerry. And totally. Let me know how that goes because I fix a lot of Jerry's tattoos. Right. Right. I do, and those people end up having to pay a hell of a lot more and have me fix it than if they just would have came to me in the first place. I've I've had that conversation a few times, and it's just you know the one thing I will say though you know for all the things that I wish people knew about what we do right like you know and really got a better understanding, which is, you know, the whole point of this conversation. Um, I really wish, you know, people could understand the amount of effort that we put through. What I will say is I don't think any of us feel like victims in our business, right? Like I'll fucking love my job. And I know you do too. Yeah. Same. Like, I mean, of all the things we can complain about, there ain't nothing to fucking complain about in what we do. Really? I mean, in all honesty, like, People have it way fucking worse. Oh, sure. But it's because of the product we produce yes. that I feel like we have a little bit more leeway to like explain ourselves. You know what I mean? Like a waitress. Okay. Like let's just use a waitress, for example. 
She's going to have gripes about her job. Yes. Everyone's going to have gripes about her job, Sure, but she doesn't get paid near enough for the treatment she gets. I agree. We get paid quite handsomely to deal with some of these problems. Yes. You know what I mean? We get to set our wage and we get to say, Hey, if you don't like it, there's the door. I can tell you, go fuck yourself. Yes. If you're, if you're not nice to me and what do you think my, what do you think my owner is going to do? Go fire me because I told you to go fuck yourself. No, he's going to laugh. He's probably going to look at it on the camera because he thought it was hilarious. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to end up being a video. You're going to end up being a video. So once again, it's like, I have that ability, so I'm going to run it. Just like yeah. if I want to go to work at fucking two o'clock in the afternoon. Sure. I'm going to go to two. But I, I think leave that's, at where, six. that's where it's a good point to point out that we earn that right by doing what we do. You know, like when I get yes. off of work at the end of the night, I'm fucking exhausted. Done. Because not only have I physically been bent over in a weird fucking twister style position all day, I've also mentally showed up so hard because I want this thing to come out so good that I'm mentally and physically exhausted at the end of the day. And I still have to do work. Right. And I still have to do work. Like it's nonstop, baby. Like you got to be married to this game. You do. And I I talk about that a lot. My family is married to this game. My husband doesn't tattoo. And my kids, you know what I mean? But they're married. But they, they to my is industry. part of their life. It is. You know, it is. there's a part of like, it's our culture. It's our lifestyle. It affects everybody around you. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people have problems in relationships with this job too. And it's another point that not a lot of people bring up. It's like yes. people tattoo their significant other. Yeah. You know how hard it is to find somebody that I can actually date that just wants me because I'm a fucking nice guy. Yeah. I understand completely. You know what I mean? Like, or because. Well, especially uh, now. Oh, well, yeah, now is fucking incredibly worse than it was before. Sure. You know what I mean? But still, like, even talking back before, you know, yeah. I've, t- I've tattooed pretty much every one of my significant others for well, free. It's really hard to find somebody who really understands, you know, I'm tattooing, I'm tattooing, you know, six Marines till three o'clock in the fucking morning. And like, no, nothing's fucking happening. You know what I mean? Like, like yes. you need to understand I'm going to be tattooing dudes you know, in and on their junk or whatever, or whatever, boobies, butts, it doesn't matter to all me about the skin. It's but, all skin to me. Yeah. And I, and it's, to me, it's not sexual until you make it sexual. So it's just fucking skin. You know what I mean? So like, it's hard. it's hard. but, but relationships, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, you do are, you are in a very intimate setting with your clients and it's very difficult. I think, I think it's actually a little more difficult. Well, it's, it's 50, 50. I happen to be lucky. I've been in a relationship with my husband for 12 years and he fucking gets it. Well, it must be nice. <laughs> where do you, you find that at? Is that, where, where, where do you get that? Is that a, on Amazon? Right. Right. Where the fuck do I find that? At? But it took a long time and it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like I did go through some serious heartbreaks because of my career. Yep. And you have to put your career first. And a lot of people don't realize that. Right. Like we tattoo, it is our fucking livelihood. It is our lifestyle is our, the love of our life. Yes. It's something we think about every second of every fucking day. And some people don't get that because they work a regular job. They hate their job. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to, you know what I mean? Like it isn't their passion. And I have, 
I have multiple passions. So not only is it tattooing, filming, editing, doing all these things. Yeah, me too. Someone has to be fucking okay with that. Yeah. Someone has to literally be selfless enough to be like, I don't have to come first because I'm with somebody who has goals, who has a vision, who has drive. Like that's something not a lot of people actually want. And just like this, it's a small part. It's a very small part of a book of things that they don't tell you when you start doing this fucking job. There's no handbook that's like, like even in your apprenticeship, they don't explain the shit you're going to go through mentally, really. The, um, the hardships you're actually going to see. Like, so a lot of people don't understand the whole other side of the business and the job and how you have to stay mentally at a certain level to even do this job. Sure. Because if it dips, your art dips. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way our emotions are tied to what we do, we have to be in a good mood. We have to be in a certain state of mind to produce art. Well, that's, you know, for me, that has been a really big struggle over the years of finding a balance between my family and my business. You know, I would say for me, it's about equal. My husband, my kids, and my work. They all ride this, this, this line. Um, well, my kids probably a little bit more than anything else, but, um, but it, it, they're all so important to me and trying to find this balance of being a mother and being a wife and being a business owner and being a tattoo artist and being all these things, right. Um, it's definitely been one of those, they would like, because the because tattooing is such a ginormous part of my life, I've had to figure out ways to break off just a chunk to allow uh-huh. for these other aspects to come in so I can be a whole ass person yeah. and have a family and a business and, and a career and not just make your career, your personality. Your yes. Personality. And that took me a while to break away from, to be honest with you, because before I had a family, my career was my life. <laughs> you know, I was at the shop till 3am and then back at 9am. Yep. That's where I'm at right now. I'm in that yeah. My life where like it is my everything. But enjoy it. It's fucking fun. No, it is great. It is great. And creating 85 to 90% of my day is like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to be able to do that and to be able to share that with people, you know. Totally. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about process. Um, So we're talking about contact and like emails and all that stuff. And right now you're just using the gram and it's cool. Like, like, fuck it. Um, (laughs) Do what you got to do. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll ostrich that shit too. I get it. Yeah. Uh, What about, let's talk about uh, consultations and deposits. Talk about that a little bit. Like, so do you do consultations for every appointment? Do you do them in Uh, person? Do you do them via Zoom? How's that working for you? um, A lot of my clients come from out of state. Like some, sometimes I come out of country. So like, sure. I'll definitely do like a video consult. Uh, people always try to like send me their phone number. I'm like, motherfucker, I am not giving them my phone number. Like, we need to at least see each other. Yeah, I will. I'll do it on Instagram. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I'll done that do too. that shit on Instagram or Zoom or whatever. Uh, deposits. <laughs> I do deposits for people that I haven't tattooed. Most of the people okay. that have tattooed, I don't really charge them a deposit. I, I know most of them, I know they're going to fucking show up. Right. Cause I put them in my circle of like clients that I fucking like, I fuck with. Sure. You know I mean? That I really enjoy that too. So even if they have to cancel, I don't even give a shit. I fuck with them. You know what I mean? Can't wait to see them. So like, I don't give a shit about the fuck, but new people. Yeah. You put in that fucking deposit down. 
what kind of deposit do you do if they're like, like, so for me, I do, if you're out of state, I do a 50% deposit if, if I don't know you. If you're in, if you're coming into the shop to do consultation, I do 20%. Uh, 75% in state or $75 in state and then $100 out of state. Oh, so you just do a flat fee? Yes, do a flat fee. Okay. Yeah, I do a percentage of the cost of the tattoo. Which is smart, which is smart. I mean, I just, I, whatever. Somebody doesn't yeah, I just feel like if you book me half the day, then I need this much deposit. In case that makes sense. No, it if you book me all fucking day, <laughs> yeah, no, then if you sense. don't show up, your even your deposit isn't going to come close. I think it's because day. subconsciously, I uh, I want like a bigger chunk on the day. You ah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. subconsciously that's what it is. Like I like that large lump sum on the day of. Sure. Um, that's probably why I don't do it that way. But I mean, I, I do like the idea of the way you do it. I think that's a really good way because you're going to get less cancellations. You're going to get less people that aren't going to show up. They paid for half their fucking tattoo already. Like, you know what I mean? They're not gonna well, yeah. Show up. Um, well, and if you don't, then as much as like, I actually hate that. Like, I don't like, I don't like keeping people's deposits. That shit drives me crazy. I'd much rather do the tattoo. Right. Like people are like, oh, well, you got paid to do nothing. I'm like, I don't want to do nothing. I want to do the tattoo. Yeah, no, true. You know I mean, what I mean? Like I wanted, I wanted to do the damn tattoo. Otherwise I wouldn't have taken it. Now, uh, uh, no, it's, it's very few for me anymore, but, um, but yeah, like the deposits, like Sierra, I was talking to, he was last interview I did. He doesn't even do deposits. He straight charges for his draw time. And I think that's fucking rad. That's also fucking, yeah, super smart. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, like, super can I be like you when I grow up? Like, honestly, I, I might take that. I might take that. It's not a deposit. It pays for your drawing, motherfucker. So that's, I actually did that with a client <coughs> uh, a week or so ago because she wants me to come up with a full sleeve concept for her and help her kind of bring all these ideas together. So I'm like, look, I have no problem doing that, but I'm going to spend, you know, se- several hours just putting something together so we can set up another consultation. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm going to charge for that time. And, and you I did. Might not, you, it might not be what you're thinking. And then if I got to redraw it again, what, I don't get paid for none of that? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to spend six, seven, eight hours, you know, researching and designing and all this kind of for stuff. For you to maybe get right. that sleep. Right. Yeah. Well, like, I'll know she'd get it, but it's just how many times am I going to have to well, rearrange this thing before we're on the same page? People that want sleep, like, that's yeah. such a hit or miss thing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one of your regular clients that don't want to sleep, like, yeah, I can trust that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've never tattooed you. You want to sleep, motherfucker? You are paying for that drawing. Sure. And why not? Like, it's, you know, I think we've always just kind of had this idea that, like, the drawing is included with the tattoo. It's not. And it's not like that's extra time that we spend. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much time we really spend yeah. before they ever even show up. And that's why I think pricing is like, I don't know. I, anytime I talk to another tattooer about my pricing, they think I have something wrong. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your yeah, pricing. Let's get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. So let's talk about it. What do you charge? Low key. Are you ready for this? I'm I ready. charge maybe, maybe 125 an hour. <laughs> sometimes a hundred like realistically i i know it's awful because it's dirt cheap for what i do every one of my friends is like dude you need to stop well one thing i will say is you live in fucking well, rural. yes yeah I'm like your cost of living and my cost of living i live in san diego yeah yeah it's i live in the third most expensive city in the nation but, or, or whatever but it's the it's the, um, I don't know the word for it, but like what's up, like people, a lot of people want it. It's wanted. You know what I mean? 
It's right, you're in high demand. High demand. So I need to charge for that higher demand. Um, but my problem is, is I make money on the internet. If I really wanted to, if I like theoretically, we're talking hypothetically here. If I didn't want a tattoo, I don't even fucking have to. Right. I really don't even fucking have to. I could just make my fucking silly video and go home. Right. So when it comes down at the end of the day and I'm tattooing this band and they're like, how much? It, it's just like, I could be fucking greedy, but I just don't care. Right. You know what I mean? I usually am just like, you know what, dude, it was four hours. Let's do 400 bucks. Like whatever. Right. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's not a good thing. And cause I have a lot of artists friends and they're like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, well, I think, I don't know that I think you're an idiot. I think, you know, one of the luxuries we have as tattoo artists, right. Is that we have the ability to charge what we want to charge. Yeah. For sure. You know, um, you charging $150 an hour doesn't make my $250 an hour greedy. Me charging $250 an hour doesn't make your $125 an hour an idiot. It yeah. just means that that's how we feel about what we're doing. Yeah. Also, demographic cost of living. Like, that's a huge factor. Where are you getting tattooed? And I talk to people about this all the right. time because I have a lot of military clients that come in. I'm right off the edge of uh, one of the largest training bases, Camp Pendleton. We get a lot of military that comes through here from all over the country. And some of them are coming from, you know, Arkansas and Alabama and Kansas. And they come here and they're, you know, oh, how much for a tattoo? And I tell them 250 an hour. And they're like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, welcome to Southern California, bro. Yeah, no, that's the norm. Like when I go to LA, uh, I work at Nico Hurtado's shop. Yeah. And I charge around two, 250 an hour. You have to here. Yeah. If you want any kind of reasonable life, you know what I mean? Like, it, where you can afford a car and a cell phone and a house in Southern California. I mean, the average median home price here is 700,000. Like yeah. that's a starter home. <laughs> so, you know, you really have to. You have to, you have to, you have to charge accordingly for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have the luxury, you know, cause I'm not here to rip anybody off. I'm not like, Oh, I'm, I've been doing this so long. You owe me. It's more like, I just want to live a good life yeah, and give I you agree. good work. Yeah, exactly. I want to live comfortably. Okay. Yes. I live and so I think that that's awesome that that's what you're doing. Like, I don't, I mean, there's a part of me that goes, are you underbidding your industry? I, yes. That's another thing. Like that's the inner tattooer in you, you know what I'm saying? And, yes. and I think that is true. Um, I'm not helping the problem by charging that at all. But as long as you're educating people when you do it, like, Hey, look, this isn't the norm. I don't think they realize that. Or, well, ah. you know, actually, I know that's wrong, too, because I feel like every time I get done and I'm like, oh, it's this much. They're like, that's it. <laughs> so that's another way like, I, I shoot myself in the foot, too, because then I'm like, well, what the fuck were you willing to pay? Right. No offense. I'm just being real right now. But like what? Right. Were, like when you look at me like I'm that crazy for that price, what were you willing to pay? Totally. And that's where a lot of tattooers are like, you know, you got to bump that up because it isn't good for the industry. either. <sighs> That would be my only consideration. Like, if you want to work for what you want to work for, like, I don't have any opinion about that. Like, do you, boo? Because you, like you said, you actually make money off the industry in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're so still I, making money off the industry. You're still a tattoo yeah. artist making those videos. And, I, and a lot of these people are in the videos, too. So, like, I take that into account, too. Like, they're helping me. That's a really big factor. By being, like, and they do well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of these people have never been on camera before in their life. You wouldn't be able right? to fucking tell in the video. You have no fucking idea. You know, um, that's an awesome so, thing. 
I kind of take that a little bit into consideration too, because it helps me out a lot. It's the reason why I got here and like a lot of them are fans too. And like without their support, I wouldn't fucking be here. That's a really so if I could cut them a little bit of a deal. Like I don't, it's no sweat off my back. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, and I can see that like where if you're asking like, okay, if I was asking my client to sit for a video and hey, can you say that again? Let me record that again. Can you do that again for me? Yes. Shit like that. I'd probably want to give them a fucking discount too. Yeah, I feel guilty yeah. being like yeah. dance monkey dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of them are more than fucking happy. Like that's the reason why they came. So like to get to, sure. be, to get to be in one for them is like, well, not only did I get a tattoo of mine, but like I got to do what I saw him doing because that's why I came here. So right. it's just a whole part of the experience. And then, I, like I said, I, I always feel like if they walked out of there and they don't feel like they got like ripped off in any way and they had a dope experience, that just benefits me too. Cause they're walking around telling people like, I got tattooed by them and that shit was dope. Right. And people are like, well, how much did they charge you? And they're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. That to me just keeps the cycle of like my name perpetually keeping like a nice, you know, a good standby. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a name that, you know, people are like, they don't really have much anything bad to say other than like, I make stupid jokes sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that, I think one of the biggest things that I've, that I love so much about what I'm doing here is every time I talk to another artist on these interviews, it becomes more and more blatantly obvious how different each of us run our business. We all have these vast similarities, right? Right. It, we all want to do good. We all want to please our clients. We all have that in common. What we don't have in common is how we individually run our businesses. Yeah. And like, you'll have people in your shop, I'm sure that do it differently than you. Oh yeah. And like, you're in the yeah. same fucking space yet. Yeah. You guys are doing it completely different. And I think that that is completely so different. important for people to truly grasp about tattoo industry is yeah. as individual artists, we are individual yeah. and it's really up to you to find the artist that fits you. Yes. And there will be one like there yeah. will, oh, I yeah. promise. There's so many out there. Like there is yeah. one for you, but you have to do the research. You have yes. to seek them out. You have to talk to people, go into the shop. Yes. Talk to that motherfucker. If they don't give you a good vibe, walk the fuck out. I tell people all the time, just come and talk to me. Like I do, I set up one day a week where I do consultations and people are like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I don't want to waste your time. I'm like, you know, but I want to know how much this is going to cost. <laughs> I'm like, well, then come talk to me. You're not going to know how much it's going to cost unless you come talk to me. I can't yeah. quote your tattoo unless I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't expect people to book with me when they come in for a consultation. How much is it for a red car? How yeah, much totally. Red, like how much is food? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we got it. We got it. We got to talk. We got to have the conversation and it's never a waste. Like I don't charge for my consultations. Um, that's, that's just to me, like, I want to educate you. Yeah. You know? So, but I think it's so neat to hear how you're doing it. You know, and I say this to everybody because how you do it is so vastly different from me yeah. or the last person I just interviewed. Yeah. Um, I'm learning, you know, I'm, it, it... <laughs> The situation has changed, so like I'm trying to fucking adapt to it. Um, you know, it really makes me look back on when it was a lot easier, right? And go, God damn it! Like that was, you know, so nice, <laughs> like so nice. <laughs> you um, were whining back then. <laughs> oh man, like I had a system. Like I got to everybody. Like my emails were caught up all the time. 
Now right. I'm just like, I can't seem to fucking catch up no matter how hard I work. You know, I'm always playing catch up. You can ask Jen, like you ever talk to Jen, just be like, you know, how, how does Jake keep up? She'll, she'll be like, he's always playing keep up. That's how, right. you know what I mean? I'm always right. trying, like, I don't think I've been ahead in like fucking a year, you know, where right. I'm just like ahead of everything, you know? Um, <clears throat> I have moments of being ahead, but then they slip away very quickly, you know? Yeah, totally. So I think like that's something to bring up a little bit like time, right? Time minimums. That's one thing I wanted to mention. I imagine you're pretty flexible with it. You seem like uh, like you're just kind of doing what you want to do and kind of vibing with your clients kind of feels. Yeah. I go um, day by day. Do you day. have any kind of time minimums? Like, like will you do a 20 minute tattoo or? I'm, I'm just switching. So like this year's like, I'm going to either be doing a half day or full day. Yeah. That's it. Either you're getting a half day or a full day. I just, you know what I mean? Do you see more than one client a day? No. Yeah, I don't either. Anymore. I just, you know, if I can just spend my time with that one person, like it's really hard to give myself like split, but like taste, like I think of it like butter. You know what I'm saying? If I have butter on a, on a, um, on a knife and I have one piece of bread, I can spread that butter evenly. Right. The more pieces of bread that I'm adding, the less butter gets added to each piece of bread. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, just working with one person and really giving them me per day, it's, it's enough. That's more than am, fucking enough. I changed that way about two years ago because I felt like my second client of the day was getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. Like I'm already fucking tired, dude. And I'm sudden yeah. up again and it, they're just not getting what my first client of the day was getting. Exactly. And I don't want to charge them the same for fucking less. It doesn't seem fair. No. For sure. So I, uh, how long, what's your, what's your maximum? Is there a maximum? Like, do you have uh, like, I won't go over eight hours or just till they tap? Tough, dude. Sometimes I'll go back to back days. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like in one session, will you do more than eight? Will you sit for eight, 10 hours? Okay, I will. I'll, I'll sit, I'll sit, I'll, I'll sit 12, 14. You know what I mean? If they can take it, you can do if it. If they can take it, I'll fucking do it. You know what I mean? Um, give me a smoke break in between and Sure. Yeah, I mean, center the brain and we're good to go. I think we're the last dying industry of fucking smokers. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, uh, I don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, I quit. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, I take me a little puff break and then fucking right back to it. Man, them long days, though, like people don't realize how hard it is, like, to tattoo for fucking 10 plus hours. Yeah, it hurts. That fucking hurts. It literally hurts. hurts. Physically, it hurts. Mentally, it's very draining. And then you got to go back the next day and tattoo. Yeah, you got to do it all again. Uh-huh. And people don't realize what it takes. It's like people who work out, you know what I'm saying? When they go to the gym every single day, like they have their mindset to lift that weight every single day. Our weight is the same, but it's mental. Right. It's not so much physical. Right. You know well, it I mean? is physical. I mean, like I know artists who have had back surgeries and slip discs yep. and things like that because of our the way we have to sit all day. So doing yoga, um, yeah, and stuff like that. Stretching, I stretch every morning. Yeah, I spend the first fucking twenty minutes of my day pulling on my arms and my legs, <laughs> fucking bending over a bunch and like, you know, getting gumby with it. Yeah, got it. Goosey goosey, man. Like it, it really does. You know, it really does help. So I want to talk a little bit about um, tipping. I'm actually getting ready to do a podcast on this uh, this week. How do you, what are your thoughts on tipping? Uh, obviously there's no standard, you know that just as well as sure. I do. Um, and it's not, 
customary. You don't have to tip. You know what I mean? Um, but the way I see it is I'm doing something fucking perfect for you. Like, we don't, a lot of people don't get 100% of what they make. You know what I mean? Right. Um, a lot of times so- I... That's what I want to talk about with you specifically, because most of the people that I talk to own the shops that they're in. Yeah, so I pay a percentage you don't. to the shop. Yeah. You pay a percentage to your I shop. Do you want to say how much? Uh, not particularly, no. Okay. Um, I guess the point is, with paying a percentage, the client that is paying you really needs to understand that you're not keeping everything that they're handing you. No, so sometimes that tip covers what I have to pay the shop. Right. Then... Therefore, I end up taking 100%. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, but I also feel like it depends on the experience, not just the tattoo. You know, I feel like you should tip accordingly, the same way you I would agree. with a server or waitress, because some people are going to give you a great experience and be hands on with you, and some people aren't going to say a fucking word to you and just do the tattoo. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm one of those people that put a lot into it. Like, I'd be dancing around, singing and goofing off, and we making videos. Like, we're doing a lot of shit, you know? Like, I make sure we have a fun fucking time. Right. Whether it be we listen to some fun music, we watch whatever movie they want to watch. I do a lot. Right. That's where the tip comes from. Right. Is the experience that I give and uh, the quality of care I give to that person and making them feel special and unique, even though I have thousands of clients. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, that's that's what the tip covers, um, but it's a scale, you know. Um, if you had a good time, tip twenty percent. If you had a great time, tip thirty percent. And sure. you had the best time you've ever had getting your tattoo, fifty percent. You know sure, sure. If you've never had an experience that good, tip fucking fifty percent. Show yeah. a motherfucker that you understand that they went through a lot of work to give you what they gave you, you know, because it ain't no haircut. Your hair gonna grow back. If right. I fucking ruin your limb. You ain't going to grow a limb back. Right. You know what I mean? So and laser's like, expensive. It's expensive and it fucking hurts. Yes. Yes. Worse than the tattoo. It hurts. So sure. take the time. Research. Look it up. Find the person that's right for you. Just because they did a good tattoo on your friend doesn't mean that they're the tattoo artist for you. Take the time. It's permanent. It's not a yeah. joke. You know, it's not like just letting anybody cut your hair. You know, like I hate to equate it to that. But right. It's the truth. It is not the same. We don't do the same job. No, not simil- at all. There are similarities, maybe, but you don't deal with what we deal with. That's why our pay grade is different. Sure. Well, I mean, like I always say this, as a hairdresser, you can show up hungover. And if you if your day kind of sucks, you know what I mean? Like if you do a shitty job that day and like three haircuts don't come out great, you might lose a client, but they're not going to lose their hair. Do you prep before your haircut for eight hours? Yeah, totally. Do you do you spend time readjusting the hair before you cut it? Right, right. Fuck no, you don't. Right. Are you sitting there like not able to fall asleep at night because you're thinking about how you're going to dye that hair? And if you don't do it right, it's you're fucked. Right, you know right. I mean? That's the biggest no. thing. Is you if you make a mistake, that. you can always redo it. You know, we don't have the luxury. There's no, no magic eraser needle. No, we make a mistake. That shit is for life. Yeah. And try carrying the weight of trying to be as perfect as you can every single day. You do that and let me know where your mental state is at. Yeah. It's actually something that I've literally been dealing with uh, (laughs) in fucking therapy (laughs) is the issue of it's because it's bled into other parts of my life um, where I won't do something unless I can do it perfectly. 
Yes. And, and I it stops same... me from doing things sometimes yes. because if it's not fucking perfect, I won't fucking do it. Uh-huh. And then I end up not way. doing stuff because it's not fucking perfect because everything has to be fucking perfect. Yep. I That's... literally, and it's, I feel like something a lot of artists struggle with. You know? Yes, I agree. I agree that that there should be a form of therapy that is just for tattoo artists. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. Like, totally. Be, because we give a lot of therapy out. We do. You know I mean, we give a lot of ourselves and sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves. I think a lot of artists do that. I agree. Um, and I've gone through parts of my life where I've worried more about my clients than myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I try to take care of them more than I'll take care of myself, which is fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll go out of the way for them, but then we'll, you know, go out of the way for me yeah yeah well it's like before covid you know um i would be sick or something and i would contact my client and be like look i'm sick but it's up to you you want to get tattooed you know what i mean like and if they were like yeah i still want to come in i would just day quill up and like and and show up for them yep i would always leave it up to them you know like if they don't want to be around me while i'm sick that's one thing you know what i mean but like I would be honest and let them know, but like, yeah, if they wanted to freaking come in, I'm like, all right, let's do this then. So yeah, I fully understand. So, okay. There's one question I want to ask you as we kind of wind down towards the end of this, this interview. Um, And it's a question I really love to ask artists because I'm always so uh, enamored with what they have to say. Uh, What is one thing that you wish all of your clients knew before they ever contacted you? that I don't just have one client. <laughs> you are not the only motherfucker messaging me. There is a thousands of you trying to get in contact with me. So if I miss somebody, it's not because I'm trying to. If they would all understand that, we'd get along a hell of a lot better. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here fucking trying, okay? <laughs> all right i'm not ignoring you because i don't want to do your tattoo i just can't fucking see it because there's so many of you you know like if they knew that oh my god I have way less complaints. well maybe now they will i hope so i hope so too if, if, and if this is you listening and you're watching this and you're like why hasn't he gotten back to me i'm trying okay <laughs> just just give me a little bit of time <laughs> be patient maybe even send a second email Honestly, send five. Right. I don't care. It's not annoying to me. At least I'll see it. You know right. what I mean? You're not annoying me by sending five emails. Hell, I probably didn't even see the first four. Right. That, that fifth one might be the first one I see. You know? Have you considered getting an assistant? Yes, but. It's hard to get them to answer emails correctly, right? And the things that are in my emails are scary. Okay. <laughs> but I don't. Women are crazy. Oh, <laughs> men are crazy too, but it's a different kind of crazy. But I get emails that I feel like some people shouldn't see. Ah, and well, I mean, honestly, any assistant that's going to be a tattoo artist assistant, though, like you better have a good backbone. Like well, you got to yeah. have some thick skin. So finding somebody just hasn't been easy. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, trust me, I'd like to have an assistant, but like to give them that uh, responsibility. Like, I get it. I I don't like doing it. Yeah, totally. I don't fucking like doing it. And it's a lot of fucking weight. So like to put that pressure on somebody and like, like, and I have friends with assistants and they have more shit happen that 
you know, goes wrong than when I take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like mis mishaps or miscommunications like that shit happens more when you add a middleman. Yeah. Sure. More gets done, but then more shit's getting fucked up. So I, I don't, you know, I'm in this weird like limbo. Like I said, I'm still using the goddamn, uh, like I'm writing all my appointments down physically. Sure. You know, so sure. I, I'm not the fucking person to ask. Right. Uh, <laughs> my, my shit's so like different right now. Um, but I know this year is like the year of structure for me and like finding that balance and, um, you know, like I said, still trying to educate a little bit more, but uh, also educating myself as well. Um, so that way, you know, two, three years from now, I'm not like struggling with the same shit. Right. Well, and I, you know, the one thing I will tell you, um, you know, not to sound like, you know, let me give you some advice, but honestly, you will, you will, you'll figure it out. You know, you will get to a point where you do. Like I, I would say I have finally gotten to a point in my career after being in this industry for 20 years and being a tattoo artist for 13 and being a shop owner for 13, um, I have finally gotten to a point where I have a really wonderful work-life balance. And it must uh, be nice. It is. <laughs> you know, but my point is you'll get there. You will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you fucking will. Yeah. If you love it, which you obviously do, um, you'll fucking, you'll get there. Yeah, and one day you'll look back and be like, nice. fucking fuck yeah. And I'll be giving people advice, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll be showing them how to fucking deal with it. Like the way I dealt with it. You know? Yeah. Like, it'll all come full circle it. yeah it's just right now is hectic for sure hectic for sure. so many things happen all the time and like i've had just like you know family passing and like friends falling off and like weird interactions with trying to date and like then my career <laughs> and then the internet the internet makes everything weird so like, yeah even just getting a hold of me like i live with my friends and they can't get a hold of me sometimes because i'm just like I just want to be left alone. I just want to like be left alone to create, you know? Yeah. So I like, I, I sit in this chair so much, like you wouldn't even believe, like I sit in this chair just as much as I do my tattoo chair. Right. You know, it's like, I go from one chair to the next, Right. <laughs> you know, uh, I love the job. Don't get me wrong. It's my yeah. favorite thing in the world, but it's, not the rainbow and sunshine everybody thinks it is. It's not partying sure. every night with celebrities and, you know, fucking getting drunk and doing crazy shit. It's like, I'm, I'm more of an adult now because of tattooing than I was, you know, when I was working a regular job. Like, I go to bed earlier because I want to get to my tattoo faster. Like, right. as much as it's helped me grow up, it's also kept me a child in a lot of ways, too. Sure. So, um, there's a lot of shit people, I wish people would understand you know, and I feel like it would make the process a lot easier, but that's, that's the whole point of this. And that's the whole point of what I do is just to kind of like educate where I can and, and make my difference, make my footprint in this industry. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and just see tattooing continue to expand. And I'm, I'm loving seeing all these content creators, you know, tattooers become content creators now because they've had like a nice example as to where we've been taught only show your best work. Don't really post pictures of yourself. Right. Um, we live in a different age now where you got to have a little personality to stand out. Um, and I want to continue to show other tattooers to, to show a little bit more of their personality and be themselves and not just this like cookie cutter version of what we think tattooers should be or act like or do, you know, um, 
it's not just educating clients, it's educating tattooers uh, and, and future tattooers as well. Sure. So I think it's very important. And, and uh, as jokingly as I go about it, I do take it very serious. And I spend a lot of time on what it is that I'm doing and, and the vision I have. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes and uh, what comes from everything and all the hard work. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, the top of the hill when I get there. Well, speaking of that, uh, little birdie told me you have a project that you are currently working on. Well, I have multiple projects. Um, the show. Yeah. Oh, the show. Um, show. The show has been a pain in my ass. Um, What's is, the name of the show? It's called Business as Usual. Okay. So it is. Tell me about a, it. It's it's basically like a, a tattoo sitcom idea that okay. I pitched to a couple different networks about two best friends working in a tattoo shop. Okay. Basically what my content is already about, but more longer form. And, um, you know, I can expand my ideas a little bit more. Um, we've worked on it for the past two years. Uh, we're at the very end of production. We've just got a few things to tighten up and we're going to be showing it to some people and, you know, hoping somebody can pick that up. That's something I'd like to do is a lot of acting and like kind of get into the entertainment side as well. That's uh, fine. And it's something nobody's done yet. Uh, I wrote the script by myself, uh, directed it by myself, um, also helped film, uh, came up with all the casting and everything. Uh, uh -huh. Me and my friend Bobby pulled everything together for that. And, um, you know, I'm just waiting to drop that. And that's been, you know, uh, a work in progress, uh, as well as like I've been making music. Um, I'm coming out with a clothing company here soon. Uh, my own designer brand, which I'm really excited about. What's the company uh, called? Uh, I can't say right now. Okay. Unfortunately, still kind of going through like trademarks and trademarks and stuff sure. like that. Um, but it is a very tattoo related title. Fun. A very art related title. Um, and it's, I, I'm really excited about it because even like the stuff that, that we're coming up with and the stuff we're gonna be putting out is like shit I would actually wear like I fuck with super hard um I'm excited to see the response for that the show the music uh a lot of things are going on uh I'm gonna be doing a lot of collaboration tattoos this year uh I did one already with flip shades that went really really well um yeah uh we're gonna be working on a content house uh a tattoo content house that's something I'll, I'll bring up a little bit later um, you know, a couple months from now, but we're, we're going to be working on putting together a house where we can bring tattooers out and film content and tattoo and like the whole nine yards. So get a lot of other people on board as well. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Uh, NFT projects, um, you know, YouTube, I'm going to be pushing my YouTube a lot more. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of shit going on. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So, um, definitely gotta keep your eye out. Yeah, for sure. And then just whenever there's something new, like when you do drop the clothing line, you know, just have Jen send me over some stuff and uh, yeah. we'll link it or whatever. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I think I just want to thank you for coming on and talking about your process. Not a problem. Um, coming on and being, you know, being honest and being a little vulnerable with me. Yeah, yeah. No, I try to um, I try to keep it as real with people as possible. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't got shit to hide out here. Uh, I'd yeah. rather people know my flaws as well as like my wins, you know, for sure. So yeah, thank for you sure. for having me. I appreciate it.
Absolutely. All right, man. Well, we will talk shortly and uh, shoot me over those links whenever you get a chance. Awesome.